Hey guys, do you have time for a frank and honest discussion before we start the show? Of course, Nady Claus. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented getting all the groceries into the house in one trip. Yeah, jolly old Saint Nady Claus. Speaking with you is sweeter than a bowl full of jelly. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but I think I might have ruined Christmas. Hey, maybe you sing my favorite Christmas carol, Silent Nate. It's about a guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's about a guy named Nate who needs to be silent. You are a holy infant, both tender and mild. So zip that lip and sleep in heavenly peace. Yeah, you shepherd quaking, glory streaming, dawn of redeeming grace. No matter what you did, all is calm and all is brace. I know, but I forgot to bleep the words and and from the intros last week, and we got to do them all <laughs> over again. So go ahead and open up your new scripts, and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films, movies, and the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and here is a list of the things I love about Hobbits. Oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about yourself a bit. Nope, I'm doing this instead. Fair play. You gotta respect it. As I was saying, here are things that I, Kate, personally love about hobbits. Number one, they like eating cheese and drinking <laughs> beer. Number two, they have funny surnames like Diggle and Grub. Number three, their doors are circles. How many of these do you have? Only 300 more. Is that too much? For me? No. But for the people listening, it might be a few too many. Okay, I'll just rattle off the big, the big ones real quick. They have very fancy clothes with tiny little buttons. They got those big hairy orc kickers growing out of the bottom of their ankles. And of course, they smoke more gas than Mrs. Clack. That's a really good list, Kate. I agree with everything. Thank you for your support. Speaking of hungry little burden keepers, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent. And I need you guys to help me decide which pose I should do for my magazine photo shoot. You're going to be in a magazine? That's so cool, man. So cool. What magazine is it? Gears and Cogs Monthly. What did you say? Gears and Cogs Monthly. It's a magazine focused on... I know what the magazine is focused on, Brent. I'm literally drinking fresh watermelon juice from my GNC coffee mug right now. <laughs> Why would they ask you to be in the magazine? Honestly, I have no idea. You know me, I couldn't tell you the difference between a gear and a cog if you had a gun to my head. Yeah, Brent, I do know that about you. That's why I think this whole thing is kind of fucked up, actually. Okay, as a trained movie club co-host, I can sense there's a weird energy building up here. Maybe we should start the show? Okay, but what pose should I do? You should pose with your head in a toilet. Hey, no, say you're sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Jealousy is a very ugly mustache on me. I'm Nate. I was out of line. Let's start the show. Uh, 
this is what it sounds like when we do a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club. And there's a little secret hidden in the title of our show, and it has to do with the order of the words. And you might notice that before Movie Club comes Friends. So I got to ask you two, how we doing, Friends? It's a real mixed bag for Kate. Mm, but the song was beautiful. <laughs> How about you, Brent? Oh, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh. Brent will be back later in the show, but right now it's just Santa Claus. <laughs> so I want to start off by saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and yours, however you celebrate. But first... Mm. Woke Santa. <laughs> yes, so you have to be careful of that these days. Yeah. And I, I, I'm very careful. Mrs. Claus tells me now, <laughs> don't, don't go out there and call them knockers or heavies. Just call them, just be nice. So first, I think that little, uh, little lady should get on Santa's lap and tell me what you would like for Christmas. Mm, what do I want for Christmas, Get on Santa. my lap first. <laughs> okay, okay, well, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, stop yeah. the plate, Santa. You got a Christmas uh, goose this year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like a new model train, please, that would run uh, from my bedroom into my living room, through the kitchen, and then back into my bedroom. Please. Oh, Santa can do that. The elves can make that a classic toy. Would you like it coal-fired or steam? The coal heats up the steam. Oh, no, no, <laughs> nobody likes a know-it-all, little Nathan. Nobody <laughs> likes a know-it-all. Naughty list. Nathan's on the naughty you, list. You, I thought you were going to say weed because Santa had a predetermined <laughs> joke for that. So let's, <laughs> let's say weed. Uh, weed powered, please, Santa. I will give you your train and some weed as long as it's under 30 grams because then it's trafficking. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 so you run along, little Nate, and we'll see what goes under your tree on the 25th. Okay, hopping down now, Santa. Oh, Thank that's you. a relief. <laughs> I like how Nate, Nate talks to Santa even though he's Jewish. Yeah, Santa's for everyone. You have a, you have a wise mouth, don't you, little girl? <laughs> Why do you come sit on Santa's lap? Tell me what okay. you want for Christmas. Okay. Oh, she's a sturdy one, she is. <laughs> so, what's your name? My name is Kate, Santa. And Kate, have you been a good girl this year? I have. I've tried my best to get along with everyone and be kind. Okay. What would you like for Christmas, little girl? I would like a new uh, wife, like a Bluetooth stereo speaker Ooh, that's what i want well costco gift oh, oh you can get them at most liquor stores with the purchase of a 12 pack no <laughs> i want like a good one santa oh yeah she wants dynamic range santa do you want that with bass boost <laughs> yes <laughs> okay up off the and sofa. i want a fancy purse i want a fancy leather purse what color would you like little girl i would like a classic camel color Oh, look, look at the elves shopping on the finest street corners for that camel-colored purse. <laughs> Up off you go now. Ooh, Come on. <laughs> and, and who do we have here? Jamie? Come over a sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good. I, I want to say 
I want oh, to say is Brent back is Santa gone. Bye, Santa's Santa. gone. Santa's gone. He did his job. I just want to say Merry Good Christmas, flash. Happy Holidays to everybody. This is the start of our Christmas month, and I think we should keep us happy and jolly and festive all month. I agree. I, I'm. Into I, that. I agree. But the weather's got to slow down a little bit. Had a little flood in the basement this weekend. Enough with the rain. But other than that, I'm doing good. How you doing, Catherine? What's up with the mixed bag? Okay, two things. First things first. I have decorated my home for Christmas. I'm really into it. It is cozy AF. Yep. And I had found a candle that I had not uh, used all of it last year. So I packed it away for this year. I got it out. I love it. It's like a... Uh, pine cone smell or not pine cone like a christmas tree smell let it was moving my little table and it fell off onto my new carpet and now mm. i have green candle wax all over my new carpet which is very disappointing um try ice freeze it put ice on it and it'll harden the wax and then scrape it off See, I, I was going to give the opposite suggestion i was going to be like get the hair dryer out and a comb and, co- and warm and comb you're going to melt it into the, into the fabric. If though, okay. So it's such a large area and my carpet is white and it's forest green. So I feel like we're just like, I could put some of those efforts into it, but I feel like it would be a lost cause anyway. So I'm just going to trash, trash the carpet. You should ask Santa for a rug. Well, I'd rather get a stereo or a purse. I can buy my own rug. Okay. Miley. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i can buy my own rug <laughs> um you were well before we started the podcast you were asking me what i was watching which is a television show that i've been binge watching and i am fully addicted to it and it is the reality tv show face off where 12 contestants that are professional makeup artists do uh creatures and prosthetics to create characters. Mm. It is addictive. I love it so much. Kate, I feel maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like this show's been going on so long that you told us about this show on the old podcast. I you bet know? we did. I did because it had it does have 13 seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> and yep. I'm just on season five, so I'm very excited. A 13 seasons. Okay. Yeah. I'm not ready to commit to that. So And another thing that ties in to our podcast is that one of the main judges, his name is Glenn, mm. he wears a lot of jewelry. He wears mm. a ring on every finger. He wears multiple necklaces. He wears bracelets. He's got the earrings in his ears. He's that kind of guy. He's you hear him coming. He's yeah. a clinging. He's a cling clanger. Maybe I should. That's I should become that guy in the new year. A jewelry guy. Just slowly dip my toe into it. Yeah, one uh, chain at a time. Yeah, that is a funny transition to watch your father go through. Where you're like, oh, interesting. He's wearing a medallion, and then like a week later, like two medallions. He's okay. got a pinky ring on. <laughs> he got a pinky ring with a big ruby in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. He asked mom for a new wedding band. I want to make yeah. a big story up about the ruby and the ring, though. Like it's my family thing. It's a family thing. Family it, ruby. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good, case. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm excited about the holidays. This is a nice time of year. I know it's hard for some people, but for me, I enjoy it. So. Well, that's why we're gonna make it holly jolly and festive. That's gonna be our our uh, model this month. I love it. Who's Holly? Who's Jolly? And who's I'm Holly. Well, okay. I'm Holly. Uh, uh, f- we know who Jolly yeah. is. <laughs> I'm festive. 
Uncle Festive. Uncle Festive. I'll be Uncle Festive. And I feel <laughs> like Jules should call me that instead of the other name. Okay. Um, how's Nate doing? Yeah, how's Nate dog? Oh, I forgot to think about it until until this exact moment again. Mm. Uh, let's do a quick scan. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing good. I had a good weekend. Uh, I played some Valheim with my friend. Is that a computer game? It's a computer game where you you get to be Vikings. I played mm. that. Yeah, you play what? I mm. Brent, I asked you like months ago. I was like, you play Valheim? And you're like, no. What? I, I was going to play. I didn't play it then. <sighs> I tried it, yeah. We'll talk about this after the show. I got killed in a dark cave one time. Yeah, you'll die a lot. Yeah. Vikings didn't live to be very old. No. Well, the whole thing was to fight. And this is like in Viking, it's like the testing ground for Vikings to see if they're cool enough to be Vikings. So there's monsters and trolls and uh, bugs. Yeah. And you have to build a house, which is my favorite part. Yeah. I like building things in games. Hmm. Have you heard of... What's that one where you just build stuff? Roadblocks? Minecraft? Minecraft, that's it. Yeah, this is, Valheim's basically like the way they pitched it was like, it's Minecraft, but with Vikings. So I'm like, cool. Oh, my two, two cool things at once. If they work, worked wolves in there, we'd be really set. <laughs> maybe next, maybe next game. Next update. Next update. I mean, there are actually, now that I say that, there are wolves in the game and you can put up wolf decorations. So I take it back. It's the greatest game ever made. Yeah, that's right up your alley. You can build a boat. Yeah. You can build a boat. Oh, if you could build a train and that thing, you, there you go. Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. something to if aspire we get a train, to. I'll be, yeah. Do you buy the boat that you're buried at sea yet? You build the boat? You, yeah, I think eventually that's what it's, the boats are supposed to be for. You're dead. That'd be a, a big pain in the ass if I put that in my will that I wanted a Viking funeral. I mean, one last little joke, you know, pretty funny, if you ask me. Like, like if I had to watch your, like, weeping children try to fire an arrow yeah. at, your, at your boat, that would be kind of funny. Just the, the current takes me and then everyone misses. And yeah. Yeah. You kids can't do anything right. Yeah, I'd haunt them forever. That <laughs> um, <coughs> would. Um, so speaking of holly jolly festive times... Mm-hmm. <gasps> to keep it holly jolly, we have our theme this month, which is holly. No, <gasps> holiday Christmas babes. babes, holiday babes. Why holiday did you day? let me introduce my month? Because I got in a roll last episode. I think and Santa's I to going to your head. I think mm-hmm. Santa's gone to your head. Nope. Santa doesn't. No, why do don't you tell us about <laughs> the theme you chose this month, Kate? It's holiday babes, and the most babelicious babe on the planet is, of course, Miss Piggy. So I chose uh, Muppets Christmas Carol film. Yay! I never Yay. saw it. I never saw it. This was your first time. Yeah, this was. I'm very excited to hear what you thought about this movie. Uh, what I wanted to mention earlier is I have multiple hot takes that either is going to make me sound brilliant or buffoon. That's nothing new. No, but these these are this special kind. Yeah, these are pushing it. But yeah, we'll get to them as we go. So why don't you tell us about Muppet Christmas Carol, Catherine? Well, I would, but because it's my movie, I would like uh, Nate Mm. or Brent. Mm. Who would like to tell the story of the Muppet Christmas Carol? What do you want, Jolly? You want to take this one or you don't want to take this one? Um, I I consider myself 
uh, Dickensian already, so it would be a little unfair <laughs> of me to t- tell this story because it'd just job, be Jeremy. like, "Jeremy, you never, you snuck yeah. and no one ever heard you." Good job, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, so you're den. So I, you want me to do it? Yeah. So I'd like. I think I'd like you to take uh, take care of this. Okay. I always have so much confidence in this, and then within 45 seconds, I lose it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Muppet Christmas Carol is the Muppets version of the classic Charles Dickens tale of Ebenezer Scrooge and A Christmas Carol. It tells a story of Bob Cratchit, who is a a lowly paid uh, worker for Ebenezer Scrooge. And Ebenezer Scrooge is just a real piece of shit. No one likes him. He's a joke. Very mean. Hates Christmas. Very mean to his staff. Doesn't do anything nice for everybody. He's become a joke in the neighborhood. And he basically tries to ruin Christmas for them, but he does give them the day off for Christmas. And he goes home and he relaxes by the fire, eats some cheese with some bread, and he gets visited by his old co-workers who were just as miserable as him and tell them that you're forever going to be damned if you don't take heed of the three spirits that are going to visit you tonight. Try to change your ways and those spirits of the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Uh, watch his face Scrooge is kind of scared but then he gets visited by the first and it goes back and shows him what it was like as a little boy and builds up his character on why he is the way he is he gets visited by the present and what the his current environment and all the sad things around him that could uh, are happening and then the future of what could be if he doesn't change his, uh, his ways and how this is his last stand to be a better person and then he wakes up from all these spirits and decides that I'm going to be a good guy. He yells at a little bunny rabbit and he goes and buys a big turkey. Actually, he gets the bunny to buy the turkey and then he gets a bunch of gifts to go see Bob Cratchit and his family and they have a joyful, festive, holly, jolly, festive um, time at Christmas. The end. Well Very done. Well. Thank you. Well done, Brent. Well done. You got all. You did all the ghosts. Yeah, I did all the ghosts. I got the cheese and the bread, and that's all I wanted to do. I mean, you didn't mention my guy Tim, little Timmy. Little Tim. But, you know, I'm sure Tim we'll talk Tim. about him. Well, I got stuff to say about Tim. Okay. Oh, well, no. Why don't we talk about our favorite parts? Let's talk about our favorite parts. Well, one of my most favorite scenes of this particular version of the Muppet of the Christmas Carol is when we first see Ebenezer Scrooge go to work and we see that Kermit the Frog is, what's his name? Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. And so there are also multiple rats that work for them as scribes or something. Bookkeepers. Bookkeepers. And they ask for more coal and then Ebenezer Scrooge is like you're lucky to get this much and they make the joke I don't even know how to describe the joke they ask they're cold and then they ask for coal and he says they'll he'll fire them and then they all of a sudden have on all of these like Hawaiian outfits on and they start Mm -hmm. singing like a Hawaiian song and that Mm -hmm. is a joke that holds up throughout decades very funny couldn't be better I have the note (laughs) that the bookkeeper stole the show at that scene (laughs) They it's said so that it, it's so cold. And he said it'd be even colder on the unemployment line. And they turn into Hawaiians and they're singing Hawaii <laughs> songs and they're dressed in <laughs> Hawaiian gear. It's they stole the show. Do they sing La Cucaracha? No, it's just a it's oh. traditional Hawaiian music. Oh, okay. you know, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. No, it's <laughs> terrible. 
Um, Hawaiian. Yeah, I for some reason my first note is capitalist pigs. I don't know what that means. Mm, well, there are literal capitalist pig muppets in this movie. That must Remember have been those it. guys? They're laughing at they're laughing at him when they're like, "Old Scrooge, who would go to his funeral unless they serve free lunch?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many jokes. You're too far. You're already too far in this movie for me because okay. the very first thing we see in the entire film during the credits is a very slow uh, crane shot mm. of an entire town made of miniatures. Loved it. Mm. And to tell you the joy that I felt when yep. I saw every little shingle, every little window frame, uh, I, you guys know how I feel about tiny things. Now think about this. They also had to use a tiny crane to film oh, it. So it's, everything cute. is tiny. And uh, that uh, was best way to possibly start this movie and it didn't drop for one second from that moment on and it was pulling back it wasn't mm-hmm. moving forward i don't know if that means anything but yeah they had to get a little crane they had to go up and down <laughs> they had to do little tiny little up and downs <laughs> uh, i also noticed that the scene where um kermit the frog was walking um on the road instead of the the road movie it was just a um, like a log that was spinning and he was just yes. I, instead I, of him moving yeah. he stays in the same like, spot but the road moves I'm yeah. like, this is magical they're taking you to a different place this is movie making and this movie also looks beautiful because it's shot on film like they would absolutely shoot this digitally these days and yes. it would look a certain way but the fact like Muppets wait I have a note here somewhere uh, Muppets so beautiful they need film. This is how I mm. truly believe that the yes. Muppets are individually so beautiful that the only way to capture their beauty is to put them on film. Like, well, they're literally pieces of artwork. Well, no, I would I argue. Agree. Yeah, the I would Muppets, completely the agree. Manufacturing and like their, their ability you, to move and gun to my head. They say, do you want to see the Mona Lisa or do you want to see Kermit? I'm not like, I'm fucking already running towards Kermit to grab him in an embrace. Like, it's it's just easy. I need. Um, so <laughs> the Kermit, Kermit, stop it! Is that Miss Piggy? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. We're, Come on, we're we're gonna get to her in a second. Um, <laughs> How dare you? You better not say bad word about Miss Piggy. I don't know if you're gonna say I it bad or not. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's it's one of the the it's one of those things where I thought of it today and I'm building it up too much. But I, I thought of it today. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, I can't say that on the internet. But I will. Yep. I, I'm Dropping bombs. Um, I feel like I got nervous during the first song because um, the there were some of, of the Muppets that were dangerously close to like the water and stuff. And I'm like, a wet Muppet can't be a good thing. And then <laughs> no. I'm like, wet Muppet should be an insult that we should start using. Yeah, you smell like a wet Muppet. Yeah, like a little less wet Aww. Muppet coming. I like that first song because it's actually really funny anytime – People are singing a song about how much a guy sucks. Oh, it's such a good song. Everyone's like, he's so mean, and he's a dick, and we all hate him, and also he's mean. Yeah, I have that as a note. I mean, no wonder the way he is the way he is. Imagine walking to work, and everyone that you pass is just singing about how you're a big piece of shit. Even like little kids. being a big piece of shit. What's the point? People are already predetermined to have songs about Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. They thought they, about this stuff. They There's rehearsed. Lyrics. They rehearsed. <laughs> There's dancing. And so why just be, why? What are you going to do? You guys got to be a piece of shit because everyone hates you. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Nate. 
Um, joke of the movie, use uh, Gonzo using Rizzo as a bellow on the fireplace. That was Fuck great. Yeah. Bellow work. Our bellow work. Bellow work. I also, he also used him as a rag on the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, this, Poor Rizzo. this this duo just took, they stole the show. Rizzo Absolutely. and Gonzo. I got Gonzo's a real one written here. Mm-hmm. I got multiple <laughs> Rizzo things. Um, when he fell, from the lamppost after he got the tail on fire, like mm-hmm. light the lamp, not the tail, light the lamp, not the tail. And he pushed him into the, and he broke through the ice and it showed him coming up through the ice. Mm-hmm. That was the most realistic thing I've seen in movies in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they made that little broken ice thing, you know, to me, it was the cutest little drowning ever. Cutest little drowning. <laughs> oh, that little ice. I love, um, those little touches that are just like practical. Mm -hmm. Somebody made some artistic thing for the movie. Every time I see anything like that, I get so happy. And this movie is just full of them. They're full of practical effects. Mm -hmm. And little pieces of shit would notice. And even when, so when uh, Marley and Marley are ghosts, so that's not practical. That's like, they've done some overlay or something, but then Mm -hmm. you can see on, um, who's he, what's he on Scrooge, that he has a real chain around his neck to like blend in with the chains that are transparent. And I yes. was like, what a nice touch. You were talking about um, Gonzo and Rizzo. And I wrote down talking to the audience makes me feel very special. Cause they're talking to me yep. and I'm like, oh. oh, I'm part of the movie today. Yeah. I am in this village with them. Yeah. Did you like at the end too? They were like, we're going to go now, but we'll be back at the finale. And I'm yes. like, oh my God, <laughs> that's such like a nice feature for kids films, like to kind of keep them in the loop of what's happening. And they also do this genius moment when the movie is getting a little bit scary. It cuts to them and they're like, whoa, that's pretty scary. Right. <laughs> and it like cuts the tension so much for like a little kid. I could imagine me like, oh, okay, it's okay. It's still Muppets. Okay. Okay. And I love when these movies put the jokes in for adults. Like what we talked about the bookkeepers asking for the extra thing of coal. They're freezing mm-hmm. their assets off. I mean, come on. That's good stuff. <laughs> freezing our assets. Solid off. That's good comedy. stuff. Um, Here's a hot take that I want to talk about. Uh, we all know that Christmas is what? Uh, celebrates the what? The birth uh, of Christ. Yeah. yeah. I'm willing to, to go with how religion has kind of declined. Christianity has declined. I'm willing to say the story of Ebenezer Scrooge is more popular and well-known than the story of Jesus. Uh, it connects. Here, here. I connect to it more than I do to the Holy Bible. Which got me I thinking. I do too. This is a great story, the Ebenezer Scrooge. But the Bible is a good story too. Why is it, why why is it so lame though? So boring. Why we should we because people everything. take it too seriously, and so mm-hmm. they, it's too sacred for there to be satire or mm-hmm. creativity around it. Okay, so we we are all on the same wavelength. That story of Scrooge. People could probably tell you the story of Scrooge quicker than the story of Jesus Christ. More oh, for sure. more accurately. Okay, good. Oh, but, for sure. Well, yeah, no, I guarantee no you people it. would be able to say the ghost of present, past, and future, but they don't remember frankincense and myrrh. Well, good point. Let's, Kate. I would word it this way. Could, uh, here's a question. What can you name easier? The three ghosts of Christmas or three apostles? The, or the three wise men? Is that what it is? I don't well, know. Well, I don't know their names. Yeah. Well, but they weren't apostles. Point. They were they were kings from other lands, weren't they? See, we don't mm. know. See, we don't we know, know because we, we don't know it as well. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> no, they should make a Muppet Bible. 
Like a Muppet Bible. I bet movie. they have. Mm. I bet they. Who have. would be? Um, so Adam and Eve is obviously Kermie and Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. our our proto our proto man and woman, the ideal I, man and woman. I think Jesus should be Fozzie Bear. Yeah, he's Fozzie. so charming and like mm-hmm. sweet. No. And he's on the cross like waka waka. No, Gonzo, Gonzo. Okay, Gonzo he's is Jesus. Too sarcastic. Are you Gonzo's telling me like Judas or somebody? No, like, okay. Yeah, he would be in the Muppets. You have to be real, Brett. Fozzie would be Jesus, and Gonzo no. would betray him. Well, the movie's ruined if Fo- if Fozzie is Jesus. So no one's gonna take it serious. Gonzo should be Jesus. <laughs> oh, Picture but Gonzo. Which is an animal of what design? Who is Gonzo? What is Gonzo? The nose. Gonzo will be up there on the cross, covered in the shroud of Turin with the thorns in his head. (laughs) (laughs) And people would feel compassion for it. And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, who would be Punch's pilot? I'm probably would be uh, Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle's a good choice. Yeah. The green guy, Mm -hmm. maybe. Turns his back on him. Swedish chef. I was thinking that too. I thought that too. That's good. Uh, great. Can I make a can I make a metaphor that I thought of about this film? Mm-hmm. So there is a huge transformation of Ebenezer Scrooge within one night. And so I think that this film is also a good metaphor for when people take therapeutic psychedelics and you mm. can make huge changes in your perspective of life within one evening. And so I think there's a modern retake or satire of this uh, Charles Dickens story where it's like uh, someone taking psychedelics. Yes. And like going Mm -hmm. through it and then coming out the other end and being a better person. That's funny because I also have the exact same thought except with there should be something called the Ebenezer treatment with all with the all the virtual reality and AI that we have. You could make this available for shitheads. Mm-hmm. That is such a good idea. Like you go to sleep or whatever, and then you're in a virtual reality world with AI, and these people will show you your past, your present, and future. I feel like that's that's an untapped market that we should get into. I don't want to do any of the legwork, though. No, no, no. But what if we sell it to the government for uh, to instead of going to jail, they have to go through this treatment as a way to decrease criminality and increase re- decrease recidivism. I couldn't think of that the, word. The Ebenezer Protocol. Yeah. The Ebenezer Protocol. Like the Stanford it. Prison Experiment, but the Ebenezer <laughs> Protocol. Yes. I Listen, name alone, it works. The Ebenezer Protocol, that should be, if you are do minor crimes, you should have to be put through the Ebenezer Protocol. No, it's, not minor crimes. Well, you can't have, like, can't have a cannibal murderer doing a, an AI thing that we made up. No, no, no. I think there's a middle ground. I think it needs to be someone that you can't have 16 year olds doing it. It needs to be someone that's been like a petty criminal. But here, no. The guys it needs from to Home be Alone. for white collar crime. It needs to be only for white collar crime. No, maybe. fuck those guys. If you do a crime in a suit, you deserve to go if to jail. If they're wearing a suit, they get the Ebenezer Protocol. No, the wet bandits from Home Alone get the Ebenezer Protocol. The suit guys oh, go okay. to jail. Hmm. Do you guys think this story has ever like worked on a rich guy? Like he had like a moment when he was watching Scrooge and he's like, wait a minute. This Scrooge guy's like me. Mm. I don't think that people like that watch entertainment that would stimulate them in that way. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like, monster trucks. 
They're mm. so well defended that they're like, that's stupid. I'm going to go look at the computer at numbers. Yeah, they watch the first half and they're like, the Scrooge guy's got everything right. Turn they're it like, off. <laughs> I spent 15 minutes with my child. That's good enough for today. I'm going to go watch a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, Ebenezer Protocol for people that make snuff films. There you mm-hmm. go. Ebenezer Protocol is a thing. Patented North American Friends Movie Club. Festive Holly and Jolly. Done. Um, us Kermit, that's how you dress, man. When he that Bob Cratchit outfit, that's how you dr- now we're dressing. Oh, yeah. I don't like seeing a full Kermit, though. The legs are weird. Yeah, legs it's weird. weird. It does feel strange, but one of my favorite parts of the movie was when him and uh, Tiny Tim were walking down the street singing their little song, because <gasps> I like singing my little songs. I know, but Tiny Tim... Just it to be feeling jolly. But Tiny Tim has a cough. So Obviously, cute. He has a pulmonary oxygen He's got t- tuberculosis. Well, he shouldn't be singing. The pa- mm. Responsible parents would say, sit this one out, Tim. No, I'd say, Timmy, you've got to sing while you can. Well, there's breath in your lungs. Before you die. Well, then that's then you're telling them that he's, he's basically walking time bomb. He's short for the earth. No, because joy and merriment can cure your soul, decrease inflammation, mm-hmm. and allow mm-hmm. you to heal faster. Yeah. Well, then let's put a cap on the songs. He sang when he came in. He doesn't have to sing <laughs> when he sits down. He let's did. Look. They kept him singing the solo, and that maybe that was a little far. Like they should have at least come in with him so he could take some breaths off. You he know? was yeah. belting the Fair. second tune out at the table, and he started mm-hmm. coughing. Like he just yeah. said, it, ends with him, it does end with him being out of breath, and they're like, oh, oh, we pushed him too far. Yeah, exactly. But is it, okay, I want to hear your take on Tiny Tim because uh-huh. this specific, okay, so I don't love all the Tiny Tims of all the Christmas carols, but this Tiny Tim is so cute. And I like this tiny Tim. It's a precious tiny Tim. He's our tiniest Tim. And he He's has a limp. Tim. A good limp work by him, which I enjoy. Good limp work. Nice to see some representation again. <laughs> yeah. Um, good work. But he's sickly. He shouldn't be at the table with everybody. This was obviously pre, like. Germ it, theory? Yeah. Um, when he visits the family, uh, the present, and they're playing that game with his, his nephews playing that game about what is it? And oh. the unwanted creature. I would have just looked at the ghost of Christmas present and said, you know what? I accept my fate. I'm tapping yeah. out. I can't. Yeah. Fuck these guys. Wait then, is it an unwanted creature? Often. A mouse. No. A rat. You called? A cockroach. No. A witch. Oh dear, it's too wonderful. Wait, wait, I know. An unwanted creature, but not a rat, a leech, or a cockroach. Then what? Then what? What? It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Can you imagine how horrible you would feel? I can't even imagine. This is one of my favorite, actually, truly one of my favorite kinds of scenes in movies because they also have this in Amadeus where Salieri gets to hear them. He's in costume and they don't know he's there. And then oh, he gets to hear right. them making fun of him. And basically anytime in a movie, I'm like, I would die. I'd fucking die. It'd be the end of me. I would feel like the biggest wet Muppet there is. <laughs> wet Muppet energy, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh God. That <laughs> W-M-E. His, his, <laughs> his nephew, kind of a fucking dick. For sure. Like, he acts like he's so nice. He acts like he's so cool. He's a dickhead. So charitable. He's a dickhead. He's one of those people that go to the church every Sunday, talk about the Bible, 
and but they're just the the opposite of the he's two faced. Absolutely. He says he's a Christian, but doesn't act like it. Mm-hmm. And who is the actual Christian? Isn't it teeny, the teeniest Tim? Teeniest the, Tim is the biggest Christian. Well, but he's got to slow down on the singing. Because he was like, we need to thank Scrooge, who allowed us to have this meal. Like, that goose look that good. Go- Hold on a second. Sorry. That un- No, that just validates Nate and I with killing the mean people with kindness. Because that is how they learn their lessons. It's not by being jerks back to them. Thank you. Period. That's, and that's going to be a major part of the Ebenezer Protocol. Being very nice to them. Being very validating. I also noticed that this must have been the first year that Cratchit worked for Scrooge, right? Mm. Why do you think so? Because he's shocked that he's not going to get Christmas off. Mm, that is a good point. I imagine this will be a fight every year, I imagine. If yeah. they I would literally years. break my arm on purpose yearly to get like a fucking week <laughs> off or something. Because <laughs> fuck that. Christmas broken arm. It's my Christmas <laughs> broken leg. You have like the worst arthritis ever on that arm. <laughs> That's fine because it's worth the jolly family time. The, the bunny caroler. Mm-hmm. Him shivering. In the garbage, when he was cold, was the saddest thing ever recorded to film. Yeah, it was uh, pull on your heartstrings a little bit because he's just a little bunny. And he's so cold. Bunnies are so, like, so precious. They're so, like, vulnerable. That Mm -hmm. animal. And this, watching this movie um, made me realize what Christmas actually is. It's not about the birth of Christ. Christmas was invented to get people to go out and spend money and shop during cold winter months where they normally wouldn't mm. shop. Mm. All the food and gifts you buy celebrate when you wouldn't normally go in the cold. That's all it is. Didn't know we had an economist on. Someone's <laughs> got to bring the, the real stuff, and I'm here to bring it. Speaking of bringing the real stuff, here's my Miss Piggy thing. Okay. If mm. Miss Piggy signed up and made a, an OnlyFans, she would break the internet. Oh my god, 100%. 100%. When I tell you that I could not have predicted I could what not you have... were about to say. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've but never loved you more, Brent. This is am, your best take. Am I wrong? Of course no, I'm no. not. No. No. And I'm, ta- I'm not talking about... She wouldn't even have to go full nude. No. Still, no. She'd still have sign-ups. She, Bikinis. She still, Bikinis is fine, but yeah. I'm talking full Silhouettes. Pig. We're going full bore. Yeah, full bore. She's looking back at the camera with the sure. yes. pulling her butt cheeks apart. Yeah. Ew. What? No. Pushing it's, them together? Better? She's pushing them together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just class it up times five. I had them pulled apart. You push them together. See, yeah. they we, should be. Oh, my God. We could be. <laughs> Ah, I knew this was good. We could, me and Nate would be like the creative people there doing our shoot. I'm like, okay, just pull them apart. It's like, oh, let's push them back together. <laughs> 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 oh, I love Miss Piggy and what she, and I love that she just always is her personality and everything, and that they've maintained that Miss Piggy continuity and her personality through every uh, movie. And in this movie, she is quite soft, but she still doesn't remember her children's name. And mm-hmm. she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's still she, kind of a jerk. Like, she's no, like Miss Piggy is a little a, bit toxic. We have to admit that exactly, Miss Piggy is a little bit toxic. Yeah. 
she's like a Kardashian, but not. She just she's reminds the first me. Kardashian. Yeah. She was the first Kardashian for sure. And what made the Kardashians famous? Sex tape. Sex tapes. Well, yeah. this it all falls apart. I feel like I think it's Cardi B and like what's her face? Uh, what's Iggy Azalea make the most money on OnlyFans? I think Miss Piggy would shatter records. I agree. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they allow fictional characters to have one. I think they do. Didn't they just have an AI one? Am oh, I imagining that? I don't know, but I would be so curious to see the full setup. Of an AI? Like what no, does an of, AI what junk look we, like? Of No, of what Miss Piggy would look like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think they, there's probably some fan no, art but i want the, i want the muppets to sign off no I no want he the doesn't to... want he doesn't want someone buying a replica miss piggy no. and making some fan no. account he wants i can do the that. person miss piggy mm-hmm. with a, her own agency to create an only the entire muppet jim henson corporation to get to behind this well, Brent, Brent, these are not real people <laughs> wait Ooh. what jim henson muppets was real are, i know but muppets are puppets i know that kate and nothing's ever been deleted from the podcast more than this bullshit (laughs) (laughs) but people have to write dialogue and perform as miss piggy Mm -hmm. and this is what i want as the only fan they gotta get frank oz were we talking about the rules were we talking about the rules or i was listening to something that when you interact with the muppets there are certain rules and they have like the whole history of each muppet have we talked about this? No. I don't. I've heard this, but I don't know if we've discussed what do you mean this. Rules. So when Kermit or Miss Piggy or Fozzie Bear is interviewed in the real world, there are, uh, they have their history, so that you can't like catch them up or like try to trip them up. They want to cr- continue the fantasy reality of the Muppet. So like. Miss Piggy has always been married to Kermit. Kermit's always gone to this college or this school. Like they have a history just like all of us do. And even on set. So like the people that are the performers of the Muppets know these histories and like will not break the sacredness. You know what I mean? It's the same thing kind of like Disney does with their characters. Like at the, at the theme parks, you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think speaking of those like long ongoing jokes, Muppet jokes, I do think it's very funny that Gonzo is horny for chickens. And even I in know, this movie, he likes to see some chickens and he's like, hey, ladies, <laughs> like that is very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, that's, that's why you should be Jesus Christ. Um, I really liked the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Right. Or no, no, no. OK, so the Christmas, Christmas yet present. to come. Okay, Christmas present, who's the jolly guy? Know me better, man. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time during Christmas. I fucking love it. Know <laughs> me better, man. I thought you were going to say during sex. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that could work in that scenario as well. I'm going to die at the stroke of midnight. <laughs> but I also liked the yet to come one um, because there was no face. And I think that is creepy and it never talks. Because it hasn't happened yet. And it's a super fun design. Like it's Grim Reaper, but he's kind of like so a, like, good. floppy, like wearing and you a could hoodie. And tell it was real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like there's this shot when they're looking down the street and he moves his arm open and you can see like that is a, that is a puppet. Like 
I just love the interaction between real puppets and Muppets and live action. Yes. And I think this film does such a good job of mixing it. Whereas let's look at like Roger Rabbit, where we're using animation in real life people. Like I would rather watch this 80 million times versus an animation and live action. It feels very different without a doubt. It feels so much more present and real and like, especially the part you're talking about with the Grim Reaper, that's when Michael Caine is doing, like, Shakespeare. He's not in a yes. Muppet movie anymore. He's literally like, please, death, spare, spare this man. They're selling his fucking blankets. Like, can you imagine? They're like, it's still warm. He doesn't. That's the warmest thing that's ever happened to him because he's mm. so cold. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It is very funny to me that the big climax of the movie is, like, a 95-year-old man looking at his tombstone and realizing he's going to die and being surprised by it and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. In like 18th century England. <laughs> Me? Where right. hang, he's hanging out with the, he, his guy he hangs out with eight hours a day. His son has tuberculosis. Like that's yeah. not going to, like he's going to catch it. Yeah. He, it. It didn't even cross his mind. He's like, whose tombstone is it? Who the fuck Ooh. do you think, Scrooge? Who the fuck do you think? And this is still current because the actual issue is that uh, the first person that Scrooge talks to is uh, just some guy who can't pay his mortgage because his wife has hospital bills. Like the screw the Ebenezer protocol. I, I think it's a great idea because it's still current. This isn't like dated at all. Do you want to hear what I related to the most in film? Um, yes. Ever. Uh, oh no. Was it Kermit? Because I feel like it'd probably be Kermit. No, it was Riz, Rizzo. When Rizzo okay. was on top of the gate and he was just getting, trying to, Godzilla was trying to talk him to jumping down. And Rizzo yells out just before he jumps, God save my little broken body. <laughs> yeah, because you got a little broken Aww. body. Yeah, that's how I feel all the time when I do stuff. Mm. What if we called you little, the teeniest Tim? I don't like, want to be tiny be Tim. Sweet? No, because he's dying. Feel- What if we call you you Big Strong Brent? No, I don't. Just call me Brent. Brent. Just call me Brent or the elf for the rest of the the month. I do want to mention one thing is that Fozzie Bear uh, is actually Mr. Fezziwig. Mm -hmm. And he owns a rubber chicken factory, Mm -hmm. which I think is a lovely, (laughs) hilarious job. Unserious person. Unserious person. (laughs) That's why he should not be considered. Mm-hmm. But he throws a party, like you know, had a big dinner. There was about I don't know twelve people there sitting at the table. I'm just saying, Brent. <sighs> That's a good point. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> also, one other thing: Do you guys have weird dreams based on the foods you eat? Like Ebenezer Scrooge claimed. No, that was bullshit. You're just undigested beef. No, I'm a spirit in your room little dollop of mustard yeah i remember when he said mustard because i was like i like mustard <laughs> my dad says <laughs> if he eats cheese before he goes to bed he has nightmares cheesy mm, <gasps> maybe nightmares. your dad is ebenezer scrooge why because you nightmares? just said cheese nightmares cheese mares no i just cheese mares queso mares do you kate no no <laughs> this has been anticlimactic hasn't it <laughs> 
We got a story about my dad. So let us know in the comments, you guys, what food makes you have horrible nightmares? Tell us the foods that give you nightmares. Or maybe people have like sexy dreams when they eat Chipotle or something. Oh, tell us the foods that get, get you horny. Yeah, we got horny, horny dreams. Horny. Yeah. yeah, sex dreams. Just DM the North American Friends count. And if I swear to God, if any of you say jokes, if you're like, if you say one joke, I will know and I will remember it forever. Yeah, we'll know if you're being serious or not. We're trying to get some fucking science going here. Don't skew the results. We need this data for the Ebenezer Protocol. <laughs> yes, this is all. <laughs> yes. Do you data have a collection. quiz case? With yes, a Muppet I quiz? absolutely do. Oh. Let's do a Muppet quiz. Okay, gentlemen, are you ready for the Muppet Christmas Carol quiz? I'm so sure ready, Kate. Okay, so uh, classic Brent rules, but instead of the classic Kate 10 questions, we've got nine. Oh. Number one, which Muppet is not featured on the movie poster on Disney Plus? Gonzo, Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear. We're going to go Brent first. Fozzie. Yeah, it would be actually a crime if any of the others weren't on the poster because they're such prominent parts of the film and Fozzie Wig is only in there for five minutes. It seems like a trick, but I'm going with Fozzie. You guys are correct. It is Fozzie Bear. Second question. Is this a Jim Henson film? Yes or no? Nate. That's a fucking hard question, Kate, because I know that that gentleman was not alive when this movie came out. Yes, it was. It was a Jim Henson film. It, um, I will say it's not a Jim Henson film because they gave him in memory of Jim Henson. So he, he was dead. He's heating up. Uh, Brent is correct. It's a <laughs> Brian Henson film. <laughs> All right, guys. Paul Williams did the music for this film. Which of the following songs did he not write? We've Only Just Begun by The Carpenters, The Way We Were by Barbara Streisand, My Girl by The Temptations, and Touch by Daft Punk. Oh, my goodness. It's, um, it's my guess. I'm going to say, what was the third one you said? My Girl by The Temptations. I'm going to say that one. Yeah, because okay. that was the 60s, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that too. You both are incorrect. I am on the board. The correct wow. answer was The Way We Were by Barbara Streisand. By Babs. Wow. And I had to double check that because I wanted to be sure. And yes, he did write My Girl by The Temptations. He wrote a lot. That's he wrote a lot crazy. Of great... he wrote my yeah, you guys crazy. should Google him and look at all the stuff he's done. And you will recognize his face because he was on a lot of Muppet stuff. So if you used to watch the Muppets like in the 80s, um, you would recognize his face. Mm. Number four, what type of animal Muppet talks first in the film? A rat, a pig, a frog, or a turkey? Mm. This is a hard question, Kate. It is. Because there's so many different kinds of animals in this movie. Yeah. It comes right off, like, shotgun right off the start. I'm going to say it was the star of the show, Rats Rizzo. I'm going to say it was the capitalist pigs. He's on fire. Brent is on again. Mm -hmm. Correct. Ooh, ooh, it was ooh. one of those capitalist pigs. 
Why does Mr. Scrooge like money? He believes it gives him power. His heart is full of greed. He has always been cruel or he grew up and he grew up poor and sad. Ugh. He grew up poor and sad. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards as well. I'm going based off the song and he likes money because he believes it gives him power. Mm, wow. In the roast song, they say it in the roast song. How many rats work with Scrooge? Oh my. Four, five, six, seven. Um, I just want to say that they do some excellent quill work during yep. that scene. <laughs> some really good quill work. Um, Absolutely. I'm going to guess six, six quill work Muppets. I want to say six, but I'm going to go seven. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't like this. I know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> you only ever see. No. The most you see on screen at one time in one scene. So what, like you could take a screenshot and you'll see six. However. There is a scene where you see five of them working at the desk, and then you see two of them at the at the stand up thing. Sounds like so. Seven I'm gonna to go. Me. No, it's seven. It's there's no there's no sounds like anything. It's seven. There's seven rats. Okay. Seven bookkeepers. <laughs> Just because you don't have all your employees in the office at the same time doesn't mean that they don't exist. Brent's going to make a 3D recreation of that set from that movie and be like, as like JFK, like it's going to be a lot okay. of detailed miniatures. You're going to like this. All right. We'll go with seven. then. No, you're cheapening the, 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 the me being right. It's not go with it's the answer. You see well, seven. The answer I have is six, but I could have, <sighs> I can argue for seven. But you just said you saw five at the table and then it immediately goes to two other in the back, right? But they're not in this, but it could be that one of the five walked over. You know what? You know what? It's six. No, Give no, it, no, no, no. I no, would rather no, no. contract a limp and tuberculosis and take seven. <laughs> if it can't be proved that there's seven there, you only see six. And Kate's right. I'm going to give it to Nate. I'm going to give it to Nate. That's fine. I'm going to give it to Nate. This is annihilated. Whoa, no. Uh, We are setting ourselves up for uh, quite the the drama. I love it. Because what's the score now? Three, two, two. Right. What color is Scrooge's wallpaper in his room? Brown, red, blue, or yellow? My turn. I'm just going to say yellow. I feel like he's a red guy. And the real answer is blue. Ties it up. Two more questions. Two more questions. True or false? True or false? The Swedish chef has Muppet hands. No, he does not have Muppet hands. All I can picture is four fingers. I'm no. Nate's right. No, he does not have God Muppet hands. Damn it! Fuck. You fuck. guys are correct. I he has man hands with a Muppet body. Because yeah, I I uh, noticed and I was like, man, it'd be so fun to be the hands of the Swedish chef. I'd be like, I could do I could do the hand work. As <laughs> as I was saying, all I could picture was four hand or fingers. I re, all I could see is him gripping the wooden spoon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, there's five. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Yeah. 
Brent, so are keeps we all one. tied? No, no, me no. And you were tied, and Brent has one on us. All right, last question. Yeah. Scrooge's lady love was named Belle, Rose, Anne, Lily. Fuck. I wish I wasn't such a misogynist and I had paid attention to this. God damn it. <laughs> no, I was just too busy to get my jokes off during the song. Uh, um, I'm going to go with Lily. This is so hard, Kate. Um, Rose. The correct answer is Belle. He said it multiple times in the film. My God. Kate and Brent are tied, correct? Well, we'll go with that, I guess. <laughs> we'll go yeah, with that. So we're it's tied. time for the tiebreaker. <laughs> we'll go with it. Oh, there will be a recreation. <laughs> yeah, of Brent's going to learn how to scene. edit video this week. No, I'm going to play it straight. On. It's going to be all just whatever. I'm going to count them rats like it's my. I, I, I should have just taken that question out and done a different question. I apologize. Too late now. It's true. Um, here's my question for you two. We have watched a movie starring the Muppets. But what about the first time the Muppets were in a movie? 1979's The Muppet Movie. It had a budget of $8 million. How much money did the Muppet Movie 1979 make? Oh my lord. Kate, you go first. Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, 42. 31. And the winner of today's quiz is Kate with a box office of $65.2 million. Kate Fucking was the $65 closest. million dollars to see a bunch of puppets. Huge hit. Huge hit. Oh. Good gravy. Good gravy. <laughs> I'm I'm on Muppet Wiki right now. <laughs> bookkeeper, Scrooge's bookkeeping staff comprised of rats are not in the original novella. Whereas Bob Cratchit is his only employee. Additionally, while Scrooge is stingy with coal, the story does not feature a threat of unemployment that causes the bookkeepers to sing a Harry Belafonte, Belafonte song. Oh, Harry Belafonte. It doesn't say how many he has, but there is a picture of Kermit with one, two, three. <gasps> Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Send I think, the picture. I, no, I Send think the it's picture. the same picture Send that Kate picture. is looking at. But my folks, we have blown this fucking case <laughs> wide open. Oh, no. Look Nobody at this there. picture. Look, you count yourself, Missy. Wait, what am I looking at? Are you sending it to Yo, me? Oh, it's sent. Okay, this is pre one, two, three, four, five, six. So oh, there's one over here. Seven. Look at his little ear on the left. I can see it. I was right. Lily, you're on the left. Seven. Damn. Seven. I'm sorry. You're the winner. You're the winner. You're the you winner. You don't win this quiz. I do. Let's go with that. That Brent wins. Yep. Uncle Festive Congratulations. has to go on the internet and find out the answers himself. Your own picture screwed you over. Thank you. I appreciate you. Congratulations. Uh, so we will be posting the evidence and it's going to be up to the people at home to make up their own mind. There's no making up minds. It's in the photograph. I don't know. I'll be real. I'm looking at this photo. I count one, two, three, four, five, six. Look on the left. Look at the Look ear. At the I see. But, but I think you're confusing this post next to Kermit. <gasps> It's mm-hmm. right. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make a poll on North no. American Friends no. podcast. There's no poll. Post. Nate's correct. 
Look at the 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 Muppet to Kermit's. <gasps> You're right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm I'm blown away. This my was jaw exciting. Is gaped open. <laughs> this was the most excitement we've ever had on our podcast by far. Oh, the emotional roller coaster of losing and then winning and then losing all within two minutes. <laughs> Picture that happened on the Family Feud. Oh. 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 Oh, my Lord. Uh, well, would you guys like to give this movie some gold medals? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah, all the medals. There you go. Uh, who did you guys give your bronze medal to? Who did you give your bronze medal to? Uh, my bronze is going out to the little green guy, Kermit. He, he, the man was dressing. He dressed so well. He. I wish I had one-third of his wardrobe for a poor man with a sick kid. The man had style and he had good outfits and I would give so much money to be able to look the way he does in clothes. My bronze goes to the teeniest of Tim mm. and is he's just, he's, he sits on Kermit's shoulder. He's the smallest, cutest little frog and he's got the tiniest little cane and then Ebenezer falls in love with him and he pays for all of his health care and he's just the sweetest little guy. He gets my bronze. Uh, I give my bronze medal to Sir Michael Caine, the actor Sir Michael Caine. Uh, I, I he wasn't going to get into my medals. <laughs> Don't worry, I gave my other mu- medal to Muppets, so you're not weird. I was going to say, it's <laughs> yeah, funny if all three medals yeah. to the human people. Yeah. Uh, uh, he wasn't going to get a medal until the very end when he sings his own song. And we love it when a guy sings his own song in his wonderful baritone, uh, Sir Michael Caine, bronze medal. Excellent. So we're going with silver, and my silver goes out to Jesus Christ himself, the man with the nose that knows. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. Gonzo. Gonzo. Hi. More like Hellozo, because he <laughs> came in and got the silver medal. The man is a real one. Funny. Can be taken seriously. God love him. I agree. I have been convinced through this uh, recording that Gonzo is a star, and so he's also going to get my silver. Well, imagine that. But what's the theme? Brent sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. By the end of the episode, mm-hmm. Brent's right. You did not sound crazy supporting Gonzo. So you guys had just convincing the bear, the Fozzie Bear is Jesus Christ. I still don't think Gonzo should be Jesus Christ. I'm not giving. Yeah, it no, I don't. I you didn't convince me on that either. I Fozzie's haven't heard better, better argument for anybody. So. Uh, right. But that's in honor of the season, the turkey season. That's a turkey for the three of us because I also get uh, Gonzo myself. Oh, we got some Taylor sisters. Uh, who did you give your gold medal to? Oh, I think it's pretty obvious who gets my gold medal. That's Rizzo the Rat. Man, had all the best lines. He did all the best stunt work. God saved my broken little body. Tails on fire, falling through cracks in the ice, getting used as a washcloth. Eating snacks. He has what was it, jelly beans. The man did it all. I I do like Rizzo, but I have to give my gold to the to the queen, uh, Miss Piggy, for holding down the fort. You know, taking care of the family, looking great while she does it. She's a queen amongst women, and therefore Miss Piggy gets my gold for the Christmas Carol. 
Uh, I give my gold medal to Kermit the Frog. He's the most famous Muppet. Anytime Kermit shows up anywhere, he brings the boys and the girls with him. He's, uh, he's the realest one. And when everyone's losing their mind, Kermit's the only one who's like taking care of business. He's obviously the best Muppet. Yeah. He was kind of a bitch though to, uh, Scrooge. He let Scrooge walk all over him. He was trying to keep his job mm-hmm. in he an a economy child. where there aren't a lot of jobs. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, to me, the bad guy of this film, the system. Okay. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Capitalism is the loser in this film. Got him. Capitalist got pigs. His ass. I, I rate capitalism zero, but you know what else I would like to give a rating to? That's the, they get the wet Muppet award. Go ahead. Uh, let's give this movie a rating. The script for this movie, uh, one of the most famous stories of all time. I think Brent said it's more famous than the Bible. So I'm just going to start us off by giving it a 10 because, yeah, I agree. It's more famous than the Bible and it means more. So 10. I agree. I get to 10 from me as well. See, I want to give it a 10, but it's not their story, the Muppet story. Mm -hmm. So you're going to dock them points? No, you're you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's a 10. Got it all. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Uh, the art direction for this movie, this movie that starts off with a giant entire city built a miniature with snow lightly dusted on the shingles. Uh, how do you feel about the art direction in this movie? How can you argue with the Muppeteering and the Muppet construction and the mixture of the live action and the puppets? This is obviously a 10 with art direction. Oh, it's a 10. I mean, we talked about the hole in the ice, lots of good Muppet work. We talked about the log rolling for the street, mm-hmm. the tiny cranes, the snow, wet Kermit's, Muppets. Ker- Kermit's outfits. Oh, the man had drip. <laughs> 10. It's obviously a 10. I, no, knew, I knew the course. second I saw the little snow dusting the little tiny windows of the little tiny miniature that it was a 10. It's a 10. Little apple core that Rizzo had. I mean, come on. Come on. The music for this movie, a musical. I am am mentally preparing to yell at my dear friend. Uh, Go ahead. As am I. As am I. I'll go first. Every single song that's in this film is not annoying and charming and moves the plot along without taking up too much time. They're catchy. Nothing's annoying. This is a 10 for me easily, although I understand that there are no typical bangers, but I don't know how you get past the when love is found, it feels like Christmas. I mean, good gracious. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, clearly it's a 10, Kate. It's so obviously a 10. <laughs> Thank you. It's every song is in fact a banger. Uh, two ghosts sing a song and they go, woo in the middle of the song it's fucking incredible it's 10 <laughs> um it's obviously of course it's obviously an eight because one there's no listen let, my turn there's no bangers not a one i don't give a sh- don't come at me with love is lost or the tiny tim song Mm-mm. do not come at me with no bangers. there's none 
no bangers. There's <laughs> good songs, except for that love one. And the other point gets dark because you can't have a Christmas movie with no Christmas songs. What are we doing? These are all Christmas songs. No, they made their own Christmas songs, Brent. You, that's that's what's wrong with society. Original, these, these original oh, no, Christmas song. There is song. a Christmas song. The bunny sings a Christmas song when he's going caroling. Not a well-known one. Doesn't count. It feels like Christmas. No, if Chris, you, there's, I'm literally looking at the score, and there are at least five songs with the word Christmas in it. Doesn't matter. They're not Christmas. If you had that bunny singing "Oh Holy Night," my God, it's it, it's a banger and it's a Christmas song. <laughs> it would have been intense. Picture that bunny. Oh, oh Holy Night is a banger. Oh, that's my be- that's the best Christmas song there is. Oh my lord. That bunny would have stole the show. There wouldn't have been a dry eye in the house if he had a sing a holy night. Eight. It's an American Christmas musical film. It's an American Christmas musical film. As an American Christmas musical film, what would you rate this movie? Want me to go first? No, I'm going to go first. It's a 10. It's obviously a 10. It's one of the best Christmas musicals ever made. You try to name a better one, I'll call you a liar. 10. I agree. This is one of the best Christmas films around and also one of the best musicals. And I don't even like musicals. So it's a 10. It's an eight because it's. <laughs> oh my God. It takes place where? London, Merry Old London Town. Where's that at? Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Where's Michael Caine from? Mm, wherever Tommy's from. They make a joke about it, capitalism, or whatever, being American. And then he, Gonzo has to whisper to him. It's actually British. It's not an American Christmas musical. It's a British. Mm. Charles Dickens was no, British. It's Charles British Dickens story. was British. Place in British. But the guy who wrote the screenplay is American. I don't All care the... if he's fucking from down the road. It's a British I will story. Literally, go ahead. Stomp on your hurt foot. Is that am I? Is that what we're doing at Christmas? Festival mm. Holly and Elle. Got her ass. <laughs> Fucking got her. Someone's getting ghosts tonight. Someone's going to meet some ghosts. Is that Christmas time? He's killing me with kindness and it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Ten so sorry, minutes Fred. ago, Nate said, I'm going to be nice after watching this movie. And then 10 minutes later, we had someone yell, I'm going to stomp on your foot. You're right. I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. I take it back. I love you, Brent, and I'm sorry, and I accept your age. Listen, that's I accept your apology, but let's get let's shelve something right now. Let's let's have a little on air meeting so we can hear if we're gonna have ratings. That's great. If you guys just want me to, to go along with your ratings, just tell me. No, no. I, here's what exactly what I want. I want you to do your rating, and I also want to uh, protest. That's yes. great. I want the best that's of fine. both worlds. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Eight. Eight. <laughs> British. Eight. British. British. Uh, oh, holy night. If you had a friend who uh, wanted to watch some movies with Christmas babes in it, they were like, um, one thing I like, watching Christmas babes. Do you know any good movies? Uh, what would you rate this movie to them? Well, I would be like, do you like all the babes? But the most babe one there is, do you like a butt cheek split open or push together? And this is a 10. Wow. I can't believe we said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, oh, um, you just said that she would break the internet if she yeah, was on right. OnlyFans. And you're Thank right. You. I can't, can't, can't go, can't go against Yeah, it. Hoisted by your own petard there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're right. Naked pig got me again. 
chicken. Yeah, I give it a 10. Yeah. Clearly, I give it a 10. If someone said Christmas babe to me, I say, man, check out the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, <laughs> let me get a final score. This movie gets a 48.6. Yay! That's oh, very good. Nate, does that not bring you so much joy that that was scored so high? Absolutely. It was, I, I loved watching every minute of it. I was like, it's very funny because I'd seen this movie a bunch of times. So I was like, oh, I think I'll wash the dishes while I watch this movie. And I started in like 10 seconds and I was like, no, pause. Can't do this. Can't be distracted for even a second of this. It's such a good movie. Yeah, I watched it twice just for fun. Like, Did you show I watched Jules? it one pass for sure. And she's seen it a bunch because it's her dad's favorite Christmas mm. film. So she she watches it frequently. Um, so I want to mention, because I have all the scores up here. Uh, this was a 48.6. The Exorcist was a 48.7. Oh, just nudged it out. And Jurassic Park was a 48.9. Wow. Just to put that in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, 48.9 because Brent said there's no bangers in Jurassic Park. Uh, Which is absurd. Yeah. Also, I would like to mention very quickly. Are we, are we hold on. on my Don't interrupt me. Other movies no. now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, and I'm shitting on both of your ratings for Never Ending Story, because I conferred with my friend Bo, who listens, who lives in South Dakota, and he agreed that the never-ending story music needed deserved more respect mm. than it did. Although he did understand the synthy stuff that maybe Nate has a bias against. Very big bias. But shout out to Bo for agreeing with me. Thank you, Bo. Well, it's I don't trust people named Bo, so... Uh... Well, that's that's it for this week, except we got to pick a movie for next week. So who's going to do that? I can do it if you or if you don't want to do it this week or you if can you've do got it, one to ready to go. I have a list that I haven't winnowed down yet. So I was I, Christmas you, babes, Christmas babes, my movie or holiday, excuse me, holiday babes, holiday babes, my holiday babe movie stars the one, the only Nicolette Scorsese. Are we what? ready? Yeah. It also stars Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. We're watching <laughs> National Post Christmas Vacation. I knew, I knew, I, I knew in my heart you were going to pick that, Brent. Yep. Yep. Did it's, you really? I didn't even consider it. It's That's my awesome. favorite. So we got something Yay. for the young heads. We got Nicolette Scorsese lifting up her her skirt, showing no panty line. We I never something. knew her name. I had to Google it, and we have Isn't something. Nicolette Sheridan. No, Scorsese. No. And then we have something for the old heads that like Beverly D'Angelo, who was just as just uh, she was a babe back in the day. She's still bringing down the house, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. So we'll we're watching. It. Yeah. 1989 National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's going to be a fun one. Okay. I'm excited. I have never seen this movie, so I'm excited to watch it. For Are you kidding? Movie. Are you fucking kidding me right now? This film, my family watches together every year. And I. Us. I bought tickets for my entire family to see this in the biggest theater in Kansas City already. So we've already done that this year. Oh, wow. Together. Yes. So, uh, but I would argue that maybe the Muppet Christmas Carol, I like more, but this is, Nay, I guarantee you, you will find this uh, humorous because the humor holds up, even though it's a, when was it? 1989. Yeah, it's still... There's some real, this is just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's so good. We're going to have such a good time talking about this movie. And Nicolette Scorsese is like crazy hot. Yeah. Like, She's the babe. Yeah. I'm looking at photos. 
Yeah, me too. This is where we usually just fall off. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing left to do is say goodnight, Kate. Good night, Kate. Good night, Kate. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Deck the halls as you desire. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. White cat nibbling on a wire. Ah! Pine tree sap inside your nails. Sorry. And great gifts are on sale. Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Harder than they are. Chevy Chase. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, December 1st at a theater near you. When Christ was born. Yeah, then you have Fonzie. Waka waka. No, waka.